It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello, everyone, and a huge welcome to this week's episode of Gina Gardner and Friends. I have a very special guest, somebody who's dear to my heart. It's my friend, Louise Havers, uh, an incredibly gifted lady. She's an intuitive, a success and business coach. She helps entrepreneurs and coaches break through that glass ceiling and to dispel those upper limits that keep them stuck, both in life and in business. Louise, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. I've been so excited about our conversation today. So thank you so much. We're going to be talking about this glass ceiling, the limitations that people put on themselves. And, you know, you, I know you have a, a whole range of ways that you help people to do uh, to do just that. But before we do, how did you get here? Because it's not it's, it's not your average sort of thing to do, is it? No, my background is very different. Um, so my background is that I used to be a senior manager in social services and I did that for it was about 13 years basically and I was leading on developing you know multi-million pound services and working in very high profile areas at the latter part of my career there dealing with you know um, community safety working very closely with the police and dealing with you know domestic abuse and sexual abuse and on all those things that you know touch every part of society and I, I loved what I did. I felt very passionate about it, being able to make a difference in that arena. But there was something that was calling my calling my soul. And what started to happen is when I look back is I would say I had an awakening whilst I was working there where I started to become aware of how I am an empath. I know we were speaking about empaths before. And what started to happen was I... I would really start to feel the impact of what you know had been happening for people who were experiencing some of the the things that they were experiencing that would then 
you know, say for domestic abuse, for example, that would then end up, you know, discussing how we could improve services for people that are affected by domestic abuse in, in, a, in a board meeting. And I would be really feeling the things around the reports that we were we were reading. And it just started to um, have an impact on me and thinking, I don't think this job is for me anymore in, in that respect, because nobody else seemed to be really bothered, bothered by this or affected by this in that in that way. So that was something that kind of mm-hmm. was had awakened within me and I was aware of. Um, and then running alongside of that, I had um, I've been a single parent for most of my children's lives and, you know, the, the main breadwinner for them. And one of the things that I recognized was whilst I was having this fabulous career and was really enjoying it on, on one level was I just felt like I was never seeing my children, never really having time for life. And within the public sector, anybody who's listening who has worked in the public sector will be familiar with this, multiple restructures and reorganizations and um, often the requirement to work with a greater workload and less money or the same amount of money. And but usually so- with a bigger title. Yes. <laughs> Seems to me that that's what you get out of these reorganizations is that you have a title that's sort of four lines long. That was one of my titles. Honestly, it was like such a you know uh, a, a thing to have to kind of a mouth mouthful to have to say when you were sort of introducing yourself in a board meeting. Um, but like you said, you know, big bigger title, more workload, not not no more money, and and so that actually really did start to take a uh, you know create a pressure for me and feeling like this is just feeling out of alignment now. And it wasn't until the universe gave me a great big slap in the face because I've been thinking this for a while, um, where I got about of of shingles after a particular uh, you know stressful period in my life, then post viral fatigue which went on for about five or six months I was actually off work for that amount of time which had never happened to me in my career before and it's terrifying so anyone who's had that experience will recognize you know sleeping all the time wondering if you're ever going to actually have the energy to go back or you know just even doing the simple day-to-day things really made me reflect on hang on a second what do I really want to do in life where do I really want to make an impact I really want to see my sons more and to be able to have more time and to have more time with them, to have more fun with them, all the things that, you know, to actually have more of life. And so that for me was the the biggest wake up call that made me really start to go, right, I've got to do something different here. And I realized when I look back, I thought, what is the one thing that I love doing within my workplace? And it was coaching people and being able to help others because we had a coaching program within the workplace to have more from their life, have more from their career. And so I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to leave <laughs> and create a new business and to um, bring in coaching within my, you know, as part of my business as I, you know, left left the workplace. So that's a little pot history of how I sort of evolved personally within the workplace and then thought, right, I've got to get me out of here. <laughs> I want more of life. And to make, be able to make a bigger impact in a positive way, because in the public sector at that moment in time, it was a lot of, I'd say, contraction in you know, redesigning services, cutting services. Um, and it just felt like it was it had become, for me, not such a positive place to be where I could make a you know bigger impact. 
You know, it's interest, uh, interesting. I think that you know we're looking at the the current uh, economic climate mm-hmm. and public services again really badly hit in terms of more need and less resources. But I'm going to leave that for a moment because Mm -hmm. I think we've more uh, constructive things to talk about. Yes. And before we go into the first break, just to really set the scene in terms of why do you think so many people are being limited, that they believe that there is a glass ceiling to what they can achieve? What is it? There seems to be an epidemic of that. I don't know whether it's always been there or just it's, and it's so it's just more evident. But more and more of the people that my clients and things I speak to, the limitations that, that they believe are created are significant. In my view, they're very much an illusion. Mm, absolutely. I would agree. They are an illusion. And I think think for me it comes from our a combination of what we've inherited in terms of from the the beliefs that have been passed down um in our family that we're holding in our in our dna um our environment in terms of the experiences that we have as a child so that create those core beliefs and also what we see around us in terms of collectively from the social media the media if we've been part of any religious organization school all of those parts of our environment are being imprinted onto our subconscious all the time and our subconscious is making a decision about those experiences and then therefore how can we keep ourselves safe in 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 whilst we're wanting to move forward and achieve what we want to achieve and often there's a disconnect between where we are currently and we want to want to move forward to and the subconscious has decided that that's not a safe thing to do for for whatever reason and so we all have limiting beliefs and I think one of the beauties of when you're requiring more of yourself so whether you're going for a promotion at work or whether you've decided to grow your business that's when those limiting beliefs get flushed out because you start to feel uncomfortable about taking action in one direction or you'll hear the monkey mind start to kick off. I always say the monkey mind's really quiet when you're not growing because it's happy, you're doing its thing, your thing, you're keeping the body in what it feels familiar. And then the moment you step out of that comfort zone and you start to take a, a step forward to a new identity, then the monkey mind kicks off. And actually it's a great sign I'm growing because the monkey mind has decided to give me a big dose of what on earth do you think you're doing? Don't do that. Go back into your box. <laughs> Does that make sense? It certainly does. We're going to go for a short break now. When we come back, what I'd like to explore is, okay, your monkey mind's going potty um, and you recognise that actually it's just saying you're moving out of what we believe is the comfort zone. I think familiarity zone is a better expression. Um, and that that so many people then listen to that and go back into their comfort zone instead of moving forward. And I'd like to talk about ways to move forward as we come back. So don't go away. We'll be back in a moment. Hello there. My name's Gina Gardner, and I'm the host of Gina Gardner and Friends. I know you're all incredibly busy, and I know that there's so many calls upon your purse or your wallet at the moment, but I'm here to ask for your help. Help for a charity called Mom Plus Me that are supporting 
children, many of whom are orphans and disabled, and families that have been dispossessed by the war in Ukraine, which has now been going on for a year. They need your help desperately. There's no electricity, and so things are incredibly difficult. So please help by making a donation to justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash mom plus me. That's justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash mom, M-O-M plus P-L-U-S me, M-E. Thanks very much. You can make such a difference. Travel is part of the American way of life. When we're on vacation, we keep an eye out for anything that looks out of place. <laughs> Miss your bag. When we travel from city to city, we pay attention to our surroundings. Everyone plays a role in keeping our community safe. Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back. We're talking about um, really engaging and challenging those limits that we put on ourselves. And I think there's, there's not only the limits that we put on ourselves, but those limits that we believe that other people are putting on us, which may or may not be true. So given that you know we've got a short period of time, our listeners, I think, are going to really get value from you know, how do you challenge that when the monkey, uh, the monkey voice is going mad? How do you silence it or at least direct it into a much more uh, positive way of being? Such a good question. So there's a couple of things that I do and that I teach my clients to do as well. So one of the things is to acknowledge what the monkey mind is saying. So it kind of has been listened to, if that makes sense. And simply saying, OK, I hear you. <laughs> I understand that you're worried. You've started telling me, you know, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z, um, whatever the the internal voice is saying in, in that respect. So you're acknowledging it and then saying, I, I love saying I'm safe, I'm calm, I choose to do this. And immediately I can feel my whole body just start to kind of go, oh. so the monkey mind's gone, okay, she's heard, <laughs> she's got this. And she's telling me that actually I can be reassured that I can move forward because I'm I'm choosing to do this. Does that make sense? I think it does. For me, I think that recognising that illusions can feel really real, but they're no more real than um, watching a film. Exactly, exactly. And it's whether we want to listen to the stories that we're telling ourselves as and believing that that is true. One of the things that I loved using is muscle testing to be able to find out what's really going on in terms of my subconscious. What does my body believe that might happen? What is it afraid of, of happening? You know, is it's trying to kind of protect me from experiencing some, you know, the core fears and muscle testing will help to reveal what you're truly thinking. Cause I find so many times we might be telling ourselves an illusion to keep ourselves safe but actually the body will tell us something different when we muscle test. And there's lots of different ways you can do muscle testing. Um, 
and there's ways that you can um, do it for yourself. You don't need to do it in partnership. Often people will think you have to have somebody with you. So you can do something called the sway technique where you're using your body like a, like a pendulum. And when you ask questions of your body, it will speak the truth. And it will tell you what it is that what is the belief that's really holding you back? So you can identify and really pinpoint, okay, what am I afraid of? And is that really true? I do think that if you're going, this is my personal view, and I'm mm-hmm. really interested because you're the expert in this, that when you are using the, the, the technique of, of 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 muscle testing, that getting using the the a question. Um, and getting the right question is important so that you're actually testing what it is you really want to know. Absolutely, absolutely. The, the questions are the answer. Um, I was talking about this yesterday in one of my one of my groups where my clients were asking this, like, how do you know you've asked the right question? Because you can muscle test and get an answer that is right in terms of where where you're in alignment with at that moment in time, but it might not give you the right indication of the path that would be in your highest interest to go on if i explain an example i was looking at making an investment in my business i muscle tested on it and i got a no it wasn't the right thing to do but i know that that i'm not going to leave it there because that investment in my business was going to take me to have bigger visibility so i then muscle tested on have i got any fear around that bigger visibility around making the bigger impact the potential impact of the revenue etc and that's where i uncovered the resistance and so then i did the inner work to change the resistance at that kind of step beyond that first question that i'd asked does that make sense yeah and then when i changed my subconscious programming around that and then came back and muscle tested and asked the question is this in my highest interest to make this investment I got a yes does that make sense so you're absolutely right it's the art of questioning with muscle testing for it to be a really useful tool to be able to really help you unlock what is going on subconsciously so that you're not creating another limitation and holding yourself back because you've just asked one one question of your subconscious it said no so you've gone oh okay I'm going to stay here now Um, I've muscle tested and this is the right thing for me to do does that make sense I think that's incredibly important and for those of you that are not familiar with muscle testing and again correct me if I'm wrong that if you said my name is so my name is Gina Gardner um, then you the muscles would actually demonstrate yes, and I've d- done it with fingers, you know, where, yes. um, where you make a ring out of both fingers interlocking and try and open them. So my name is Gina Gardner, I can't open them. If mm. I say my name is Donald Duck, then it's very easy for the uh, the fingers to, to part. So I would suggest if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with this, try it. Mm. The other thing that I find works for me is I will ask the question and I either get a feeling of lightness, in which case I know that it's right for me at this time, or I get a sense of heaviness. Yes. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this, don't poo-poo it. You know, for those of you that are familiar with it, you know that it works. But for those of you that are not, give it a try because it's a really helpful tool um, to use. And it's just about being in alignment with your body and knowing yourself, isn't it? It's just it another way. 
Yeah, and for and really being able to work with your intuition and to be able to really understand what's going on in your inner inner world so that you can not allow the ego and that the 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 programming that fear programming that we all have and as I mentioned around you know whether it's come from school yeah. or parents or wherever it's come from that that we often listen to that voice which is the wrong voice to listen to rather than what the body's saying like you were saying you feel that lightness being able to make a decision from that lightness space is going to leave you lead you to better places than when you're feeling like hang on I'm gonna I'm feeling really heavy and contracted inside is you know intuitively that's going to take you into a different place if if you were to step forward um and follow that that path if it was feeling heavy i mean one of the other questions that i always ask clients is you know have you given yourself permission to move forward um or permission to do a b or or c and then whose permission are you seeking is it your permission or are you still seeking parents permission or permission from your partner um, and not not physically asking the question, but mm-hmm. in terms of that internal belief, whose approval do I need in order to do whatever it is that you want to do? And I think recognizing that the the most important person to give you permission is you. Yes, I, I love that question so much because it does really make you kind of go, "Hang on a second, <laughs> what?" what is going on inside for me to make me realize I, I am asking to have, you know, permission from someone else. And we are programmed, aren't we? From if Absolutely. Old, you yeah. have to you know, put your hand up and have to get permission to go to the toilet, you yeah. know, um, permission to go on a break or whatever it may be. And all that programming, the subconscious is just running those programs until we do something, bringing it into awareness and then 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 consciously changing and going, no, I don't need permission from anyone else. And like, yeah, I'm going to give myself permission to move forward and to go on this expansive, exciting journey and to see if I can, you know, see what it's like on the other side of that, that limitation, that glass ceiling. We've got to go uh, to a short break. Um, we'll be back in a moment. There's so much more for us to talk about. So please don't go away. Barbie really wants this dream house. It's got stunning views and a slide. Barbie's ready for fun. So cool. And Barbie found out about this dream house with an alert from Rocket Homes. She did? Well, it's a super competitive market. Everyone wants to buy the dream house. Better offer Betty. I'll go 10 over asking. Cash offer Carl. Straight cash. House flipper skipper. Let's tear it to the studs. You vultures, you're gonna start a bidding war. This is less than ideal. Oh no. Don't worry, Barbie has a verified approval that shows her finances are backed by Rocket Mortgage. So Barbie wins. But we need a house. Oh, I found a fixer-upper castle on Rocket Homes. It has good bones, but really bad neighbors. (laughs) I like his vibe. Get your dream house all in one place with Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage. For a better way to find and finance, Rocket can. Thanks for helping. No problem, it's good for my glutes. After I came home from Iraq, I could still hear the booms. Makes it hard to be a good mom. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Naomi Mathis, Air Force veteran. DAV helps veterans get the benefits they've earned. Thanks to DAV, I was able to begin to heal. With the right support, 
more veterans can reach victories great and small. My victory is being able to be here for my children. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Take a step toward bringing our country and community together. Start a meaningful conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. I'd like to spend the last part of the show talking about how we are in a time where I think there's huge amounts of fear being generated by social media and media and people coming from really a sense that that things are lacking, that they've not got enough, that they um, not only are they not good enough, but actually they, they um, that life is actually doing them down and that the opportunities are less. And if you think there are less opportunities, that becomes your reality. So, for you, how does the work that you do with people, how do you help them recognize that the only limitation is effectively themselves and what to do about it? Oh, that's such a that is such a great question because our perception creates our reality and yes. as you touched on. Um, and if we're expecting something to not be there, then that is what we can see. And so one of the things for me is really helping the people that I work with to be able to recognize that that we're living in a universe where there is so much abundance. And to when we start to change our identity and our expectations, then we will start to see different things and the whole world starts to open up. And you can start to see opportunities that before, because of your thinking, you might not have even seen, even though that they were already there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely love it. I see it time and time again when clients come with me and they're doing the inner work and they're really changing ultimately who they be. They're stepping into a, a the next level version of themselves and they just get so excited because you start to see all these opportunities. It's like they, they they start to find you and they were probably there already, but because of the mindset and the 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 fear that people are holding, we don't see them. You know, and that this is for for all of us, for me too. If if I'm not doing my own inner work and continually evolving and growing and uh, nurturing my consciousness then it's just going to stagnate rather than evolve and grow and being able to start to see the expansion out there. And so we get to create as entrepreneurs our own economy. I truly believe that. And so I always say to to people, if there's something in your environment that you don't like, you get to change the channel by changing your, you know, I use the language by changing the, you're changing your vibration, but you're changing your, your mindset, your consciousness, you know, choose the language that resonates, resonates for you. And I invite people to not be attached to it, but let's get curious and have some fun along the way and to be able to play play with this, to start to see what starts to happen as you change your expectations of what is possible. Do you know, I think that that, that, that piece around, for me, it's about going back to the, the place as small children when the world is full of excitement and children have no sense that it's not possible. Um, you know, if we brought our adult approach to learning to walk, we'd never learn to walk. I've learned to walk twice as an adult. I know it's not easy as an adult. 
But as little children, they want to walk. And so they doesn't matter how many times they fall down, they want to walk and they will find a way to do it. And, the, you know, you watch a small child with a leaf and it's as if it's the most precious jewel, isn't it? They they look at it intently and they turn it over. And I think if we could start as adults to be more childlike, not childish, I think mm. there are too many adults who throw their toys out of the pram and are behaving in a very childish way. Yes. I'm talking about the curiosity, the playfulness um, mm. of being childlike. I think that people would create and maintain greater levels of success. I, I completely agree. And it's a fun way to create. It really opens opens things up and without there being any judgment then on the results that you get. Because I think the moment that we start to judge our behavior or to put these programmings back in with ourselves, you know, in terms of, oh, you haven't done it like this, or it didn't get the results that you wanted, rather than, isn't that amazing? We've had three new clients come in or whatever it might be. I wonder who else is going to step in. Yeah. And who else am I going to get to work with rather than, oh, that's not enough. It's like, oh, how exciting that this is, this is the journey. We're starting to unfold this. Um, as a, as a ch- that childlike excitement and enjoyment. Um, and then we can get to enjoy our businesses and the impact that we're making. Our time is up. Um, I, I, you have to come back on the show again. It's been a joy to talk to you. Where can people find you? Um, people can find me. I'm on all the social media channels. I love hanging out on YouTube at Louisa Havers. You can find me on Instagram, Louisa Havers. And I've got a website, www.louisahavers.com. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Louisa. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please do spread the word. Um, But I'd love to know what you think of the show. And if you have a story to share, please email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at Gina Gardiner, and Gardiner has an I, um, and friends.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining me. And please do join us in the next show. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.